Hey, you guys, welcome to the Crystal Crawford Show. <laughs> if you know me, you know I'm Crystal Crawford. It hasn't changed yet. Uh, <laughs> I brought, oh, hold on. Now I can hear myself double. Oh, I can't. Talk. Okay. So um, I brought with me today my good friend, Stephanie Richardson, who is also an Access Consciousness Certified Facilitator. Stephanie, do you tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh my gosh. <laughs> We've already been talking a little bit about the topic for today. So my brain is a little fried. Um, my name is Stephanie Richardson. I've been a certified facilitator of access consciousness since 2012. And really all that means is I ask people questions and allow for aha moments to happen about a zillion times quicker um, than they happen when you're just on your own. <laughs> That's what that means. Yes, and I do the same thing and we do it different. And that's the coolest thing about us. And one of the funnest things that makes it so awesome to hang out and also create things together. And we are creating a book club around uh, the latest uh, book. Frank Fredella is so excited that we're live together. Bye. Hey, Frank, <laughs> I wish I could see your comments. I know. We've got a bunch of people. Hi, you guys. Isabel, Karen, Michelle, Sean. If you pull up my page, you can see comments. I'm going to do it. I'm do gonna it. But, right so now. I'll chat while you're doing that. So we are creating a book club around the book, Projections, Expectations, Separations, Judgments, and Rejections, Pez Juniors, as they are dubbed. And um, so we've been doing a lot of chatting about this topic and reading the book and basically have um, agreed, aligned and agreed with that the book is melting our faces off. And <laughs> therefore, <laughs> I had to put on so much makeup and like sculpting clay this to make the semblance of a, a face. Prosthetic. <laughs> this is a prosthetic face. <laughs> I love that crystal. <laughs> oh, so if you guys have any questions about this topic, about um, something in your life that we could riff around and talk about projection, like feel free to put it in the chats. Uh, Megan is reading the book. I'm watching the comments, so you guys can chat with us live, and um, and we'll go. Um, this topic is very similar to the 10 keys to total freedom, which are basically two groups of things that uh, most people stay away from or just skim over very, very briefly and has been one of those things for me that I've got gotten enough information about that I know that I do it and haven't gotten a whole lot deeper than that. And as I've been reading the book, one it's just been unlocking these places and awarenesses of all these kind of hidden places where I'm doing it and not actually acknowledging it. And so I'm really excited about the book club and also about the conversation. Um, Stephanie, what do you have to say about this? <laughs> well, I, you know, I've been asking myself a lot of questions about um, this book. The book itself has a lot of questions in it. So I've been asking myself those. Um, but one of the things that really struck me was that with projections and with expectations, there are one place in our lives where we will never have a question. And the thing is, is questions actually create. So anywhere I'm not asking a question, I'm not creating. So all the expectations, all the projections, those are all places where I'm not creating. So if I expect you to be a good person, well, here's, this is actually where it um, just- is, It all falls apart from here. This is just where it all falls apart. So if I expect <laughs> you to be a good person, we all know people who've done this. We may have done this ourselves, where we look and we go, they're so nice. You put your blinders on. You don't ask a question like, what will this person choose? 
you go, they're so nice. And now you're not willing to see any of the warning signs that they're about to, you know, give be you not a, nice, be not nice, shove something up where it doesn't belong, or <laughs> stab you in the back. Um, and then you're shocked, right? You're surprised, but you're only surprised because the, of those blinders, those expectations that that person is kind. And this is where, for me, moving from those projections and expectations into question is life altering. So when it comes to like, um, well, let's just take that one example. Cause that's such a common example. It's like, we, like, yeah. I decide that I like you for example, like I do like you actually. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> and I know I actually do need an interesting point of view. I have this <laughs> because it's, it's really, it is, but for me, it is those places where I decide I like you and I decide you're a cool person and your friend material and all those things that actually keep me from seeing all the things. And so from your point of view, like, why would you want to see all the things? Like, what's the big deal? You know? Well, you don't have to. Yeah. If you love being blindsided, if you <laughs> love having things not work out, then by all means, keep thinking that people are good people instead of going, wow, what will this person choose? Yeah. What will this person choose? What is this person going to choose? What will, if I choose this, even, even better, if I choose this with this person, what will that create? And then you're actually looking at what is, and then you can actually choose things that will work for you. And you are then the, what is it? Like boat captain of your own life, right? Instead of always being at the effect of all the waves, you can be looking at the ocean and going, oh, look, there's a wave that is huge that is coming this way. What would I like to choose with this instead of just going, look, the water's real calm. You know, that calm as the water pulls out into a big wave before it goes into a wave. Like if you were just looking at that part, you would be like, I could go, I could oh, go it's skiing. So it's so pretty. It's so flat. It's really just Meanwhile, pulling it's up. sucking you out so that it can yes! like slam you out. <laughs> exactly that yeah well I found this whole thing of like just using this one this is one facet y'all by the way this is one facet of about 260 different facets thousand you're doing it with like a guarantee you're doing it with money you're doing it with your friends the, you're doing it with your family you're doing it with yourself you're, you're probably doing even it with doing your body with your pillow at night I'm just saying like this is you're supposed to be comfortable <laughs> why do I have a crick in my neck again so, so just to use one thing of like deciding. So the thing that I discovered um, in my world with other people was that I was, I was doing this a lot where I would project onto this person. I like you. You're, you're amazing. You're going to, you're going to, this will be fine. <laughs> if we, if we do this, this will work. <laughs> and, um, and I was, you know, I was noticed, I was starting to notice that things weren't working or things would get into a hitch or I would get stuck on something or I, there would be some sort of trouble. And so as this started unraveling, what it started to come back to was like, there was actually all of this stuff in myself that I didn't want to see. Ooh. And I'm that, like, can I put little, I want to like draw things on the screen right now. Like we, we, we coming off your, <laughs> yes, exactly. Little but this was huge for me. And I, where it came to was like, there was this whole um, area or pile of judgments that I had decided I couldn't look at. You know, Gary talks about looking at and being present with the good, the bad and the ugly, right? And I'm like, ugly, consciousness doesn't have ugly, you know, 
which is not a question. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. Consciousness is this light fairy thing with rainbows, unicorn poop, you know? So like the ugly was just like, I couldn't, I couldn't look at it in me. What I had decided was ugly or what I decided, you know, was bad, terrible, mean, vicious, and awful. So as I started to get more present with all of that, then all of this other stuff started to go away. And so I don't know. Wow. Wait, hold on. Let me recap. Yeah. So what you just said, what, what I heard you say like, yeah. is when you stopped judging that you couldn't look at what you had decided, what, when you could finally look at what you had decided was ugly in yourself, yeah. like bad and a good, bad and ugly in yourself, you stopped projecting stuff on other people. Yeah that it became easier to see what was going on and for you to know what was happening with other people. That's yeah, huge. That's massive. Cause I was actually then willing to know what was going on with me. I was willing to know when I was functioning from a secret and hidden covert, not so secret agenda. <laughs> those, those things everybody else knows you're everybody up to. And see that you don't acknowledge you're doing. Okay. So one of, an example of that is whenever I was a teenager, uh, one of my friends was really good at reading me and I didn't think anybody was good at reading me. I didn't, I wasn't good at reading me at the time. And he goes, Steph, why are you so angry? And me positive thinking guru of my own self at that time, like, I will have positive thoughts. Um, I so wait, was what like, is that? Is that a projection or an expectation? Both. It was an expectation and then a projection onto everyone else. I'm thinking positively. It I'm thinking work. positive thoughts at you. I'm think I'm positive. <laughs> and they're like, we're positive. You're angry. <laughs> and um, and I was like, I'm not angry. How could you right? say that? <laughs> I'm not angry. Mm. I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. If a girl oh ever says she's fine, if you she catch yourself fine. saying you're fine, you're, you're not fine. If you heard your girlfriend say that, would you believe her? <laughs> no, you would know to like protect yourself with a shotgun that night. <laughs> she's not fine. <laughs> yeah. So, um, okay, wait, you were talking. Oh, <laughs> I just, I just went on a side rant. See, Crystal doesn't expect me to stay going in that <laughs> line. So it's easy. It just turns funny because now I derailed us. That's great. So projection onto self. Paige said projection onto self. Yeah. So how does that, have you noticed that you do that with you? Like, do you project, do you ever project of yourself that you should be something or do something? I have to say that I'm really excited about reading the book on this because I'm not sure that I'm clear about the projecting like I get expectations. I get what I yeah. expect myself to do. And then mm -hmm. I get what I project onto the world. So a really good example that's um, in the book, it talks about this guy who's basically like, yeah, I'm a failure or I'm going to be, a, I, I quit this other job or I got fired from this other job. And now I'm trying to do this other job, but my wife is really not into blah, blah, blah. You know, that you can begin mm -hmm. to get a sense of talking to that person. And, um, and in the, the book, Gary goes, uh, do you realize you're projecting on the world that you're a failure? And that I do understand. I do understand the places where just think about if somebody gives you a compliment that you don't believe, what do you do? Or somebody, if you're not, somebody tells you that your outfit's really nice, but you know, you got it at a discount store and you start going. <laughs> Well, it's not that nice. I got it at a, right? You are projecting 
that you didn't choose, that you actually did not choose nice clothes, right? You're projecting something onto them um, when, and basically correcting their idea of you by trying to get the projection right. You don't want to be seen as too rich or you don't want to be seen as too focused on your looks. And so you try to correct that vision that somebody has given you that um, acknowledgement and you try and correct it. And that's one of the ways that you can start to catch those projections is mm. when you want to correct other people when they tell you something about you. Because as an infinite being, you know, everything is just an interesting point of view. So people tell me a lot, you look so put together. And in my head, I'm not the kind of person who's put together. I've stopped trying to correct that and started just enjoying it. But, mm -hmm. you know, that's one place where I go, oh, I still want to correct people sometimes. I'm right. not put together. I'm not the kind of person who's put together. So that's where you can catch what you're projecting on the world or what you want your image to be in the world. And is be, having an image or being an image, is that being an infinite being? Is that being all of you? Or is that being a very limited, um, a very slice. limited idea? Yes, yeah, slice of a person. <laughs> yeah. Like just a literally just a cheese. Yeah. You know? Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. Well, so what do you know about projecting on yourself? <laughs> Is that, a, I don't even know what that means right now. I think I'm pretty good at this actually. Okay. okay. <laughs> Tell me all about it. <laughs> Learn me. Okay. So there's this thing where, well, so one, I mean, I'm good at, I think I'm good at a lot of facets of this, actually. One of the things I know I was really good at, and I learned from my mom really early on, was that you project a certain image to the world, and that's what they, that's all they know about you. So we learned that I got really good at this, and it included makeup and put together hair and all the things that I do now that I now I just do because I like it. But I grew up with this sense of like, like, we didn't walk outside the house without makeup. We didn't show up, you know, with that looking a certain way. So I, I learned that way of projecting an image really early. And now I'm just, now I just kind of use it. So I'm like, yeah, what's this going to create? You know, will it create more? Yes. Okay, cool. Will it not? Does it matter? Is it just a choice? You know, I'll start to ask more questions about that. But projecting onto myself came in, I think, oh, gosh, you could talk about that from a marriage and relationship point of view of like projecting onto myself the role of being a wife. Um, oh, okay. The role of being um, a wife in a small community, which is a whole other thing. The role <laughs> of, <laughs> and then I was in church. So like um, the role of being, uh, there's a lot of role stuff. So like being a Christian, being a wife, being a good wife versus being a shitty wife. And shitty wife wasn't really a thing or a choice. <laughs> Although I made it one. Uh, being and then getting into business and doing the same thing, like well, a coach or a business owner or a facilitator does this and this, which actually is something called beingness. I just read, I was reading the 10 keys to total freedom, and they were talking about being versus beingness. And I was like, I've been in like beingness is like what it is like out there like is there what does being have to do with anything it's really kind of this reality's point of view it's like not related to anything except it is the thing that creates everything <laughs> so funny right so so this whole I, images actually create nothing yeah the only thing that they do is they create a place that you can be judged against whether you got it right or whether you got it wrong and i used if it you, to judge myself like yeah I didn't need any of you guys to do that. I was doing it myself. Yeah. And if you get it right, you only got it right for 10 seconds and you need to get back to work. 
And if you got it wrong, well, you pretty much expected that of yourself anyway. So get back to work. <laughs> All of those lead to get back to work being something better than you. Yes. Whereas being you doesn't require any of that. And you can actually begin to ask a question. What do I actually have to offer? Because the expectations make it so that there is one thing that you have to offer. It's pretty much never you. It's yeah. always something else. And so you're always struggling to be less of yourself with the idea that the less you become of you and the more you become of this thing you're supposed to be, the bigger a gift you'll be. And yeah. it's a lie that just makes people miserable. Yeah. And Paige said, there's so much to this. Will the book explain it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And it will also like create a lot of questions and it will also create a lot of new space for you to question things. And it will also unravel and it will also like lay bare and the gift and all that. What I love about, I love so many things about access and Gary, but one of the things Gary says a lot, you know, the gift of awareness is that it's like once that was what I started to get as I was starting to get really present this year with like of the ugly of me or whatever I decided because I've done image like my whole life really that's just how I was trained and that's what I did and I did it well so I had to as I was getting present with all that like really I had to keep reminding myself that there's the gift is just being able to see where you're functioning from because then you can make another choice if you want or not well, or you don't have to make another right. I mean, to me there that have to be something different is so big it starts when you're lit, like little, little, little. They don't go, oh, just keep being you. They go, if we do our job right as a parent, maybe, you, maybe you'll turn out <laughs> worthwhile. Instead of you are worthwhile, what can we contribute to your success? Which is a totally different way. We don't have that. And so we don't ask ourselves that question either. You are fundamentally, absolutely wonderful, just the way you are, warts and all. Mm -hmm. And what can I, like, what can you contribute to yourself? Because becoming, and by becoming, I really mean that lay bare, like you said, like to you being all, everything that you be. Like, what can we contribute to that being a contribution to the world? The, and the thing is, is what I get is some of the ways that we contribute to the world will not be immediately visible. And so everywhere that we've kind of grown up in a fast food culture or fast everything culture and expect immediate results or for things to show up on a chart and graph like the next week, your clicks go up or whatever all of that stuff is. Some of the biggest changes that have happened in human society weren't recognized for years and years and years after they had been either published and seen a certain way or completely poo-pooed or, you know, whatever. And then, you know, 50 years down the road, 20 years down the road, 50 years down the road, hundred years down the road, all of a sudden people look back and go, wow, that was brilliant. They were creating the change that would come. They, that actually was the beginning of a totally different future with this. I was looking at some people, even like 20,000 leagues under the sea, right? We read that now and it's just like some dude in a submarine. Submarines didn't exist when that book was written. That's so awesome. And so, you know, this crazy idea, well, we know it's not a crazy idea. 
Um, that's not a huge change in society, but it was just a, a thing that I was looking at where people know the future in ways that they aren't acknowledged for. And when we look back, we can see how brilliant they were when at the time they may have been thought of as crazy or, you know, this science fiction or whatever. Yeah. Um, well, one of my, one of the things I'm really excited about this topic is like, you can take this um, Pez Jr. topic, this book, and you can use it to just, you can use it to get happier. You can use it to have more ease in your relationships. You can use this to create more money or more success in your business. And you can take it beyond that too. Cause there's all these, it seems like, like no matter I mean, I've been doing access two years less than you. So <laughs> you have a couple years on me, girl. Um, <laughs> but I say that because like for me, a lot of the time spent in the first bits of, of my, my journey with these tools and my play with these tools has been to really like to do all that stuff. Like my first target when I got into access was to be happy. <laughs> just, I literally was like, I just wanted a way to be happy without seeing a professional three times a week. Like, was that too much to ask? And that truly was it. Cause I was seeing a professional three times. I had, I had to get a second job to support my support habit. Um, and so that's, so with, I remember when I was first hearing about projections and expectations of like, and, and then I was married at the time and, or I had a relationship or something and I was, didn't know how to change it. And this starts to unravel where I project onto somebody and then expect that they're going to deliver. And then they don't. And so I separate and judge and reject. This starts to actually loosen it up. So if you were going to like, if you're going to give like a beginning tool for all of us advanced folks out there, <laughs> do you, would you, is there a clearing or a question that you would throw in the mix for people to ask? Oh my gosh. There's well, so many. there are so many and I should just pull one from the book, but I don't have the book open. Um, but what I would say is that again, anywhere that you have an expectation or a projection is a place that you don't have a question. And weirdly a question is a tool. Um, it is not, it's, it's actually something that begins to change things right away. So when you catch yourself or, or even if you can't catch what it is that you're doing, you just know that something's not going right. One of the, my, like one of the first tools that we have available is um, how does it get any better than this? And that takes all the projections because a lot of people want to start creating questions like, how can I have more, how can I have more, how can I do this? How can it, how can I never do this thing again? How can, <laughs> I hear that one all the time. How can I never do this thing again? <laughs> so a lot of the questions that whenever we're first trying to formulate questions that we want to come up with still contain the problem that we've decided we have in the question itself. So really, even if the only question you ever asked again was, how does it get any better than this? You would begin to change your life. So I would say that. That way, even you're like, okay, I'm feeling upset that I didn't do this thing. How, How does it get, it get any get better than this? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, this is the best thing ever. Wait, ask a question. How, How does, does it get, get any better, better than this? You know, and I've heard this question in so many different radio shows and so many different videos. And in the beginning, I was like, all right, enough with that fucking question already. Like, can we move on to the next thing? And what I find with like the more access consciousness classes I do, the more I facilitate, the more the basic questions are like the most advanced. Like, would an infinite being truly choose this? <laughs> that one's taken me 
forever to start to get. I'm almost year five of being in access. Let's call that in it. And I'm reading through the book again. And I just read it last week. And I'm like, this is an advanced question. (laughs) It's such an advanced question. (laughs) I knew that I was baffled by that from the first time I read it. And I went, I'm just going to move on to. This section sucks. I'm just going to move on to you have 10 seconds. in this book. (laughs) (laughs) Move on to you have 10 seconds left to live the rest of your life. What do you choose? I'm going to move on to that one. No, I I skipped that one completely because that doesn't make any fucking sense. (laughs) Everything's just an interesting point of view is all right. I was like, okay, I can do that. That's a thing I do. Like, you know, when I have a thought or a feeling or an emotion, I can like, everything's just an interesting, it's just an interesting point of view. I have this point of view, interesting point of view. It became my, you know, oh. You can change your brain chatter. You can change your brain chatter from, oh my God, this is terrible. Oh my God, I'm the worst thing ever. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, to, well, that's an interesting point of view. I have that interesting point of view. Oh, that's an interesting point of view. They have that interesting point of view. That's an interesting point of view. I have that interesting point of view that they have that interesting point of view. And just, so you, changes, just so you all know that you're around access for like years, this is relevant to you. <laughs> the funny thing when you said that you've been around for you know however long five years or whatever and that the basic tools all of a sudden the advancedness of the beginning tools tools begins to show up it's like this thing is even better than I thought like I thought okay yeah that's pretty cool all right I get the chance when do we get to the good stuff exactly (laughs) this is the good stuff (laughs) okay so so back to projections and expectations which actually we were talking about the whole time without talking about it. (laughs) And that's one of the things I love about this topic is like, um, you know, we sort of segment things and actually we give them, they have different names, like projections and expectations. And we have decisions, judgments, and computations. Then we've got these 10 keys for total. All of them are talking about the same shit. (laughs) If you pick up any tool and use it, it works on anything. Exactly. On anything. It yeah. literally is, you know, have you ever facilitated a class and at the end of the class, they're like, that's great. Except how do I know what tool to use when? Yes. At the I don't know. Monday. I can't remember all the tools. I can't remember all of them. How am I? I are, they're already expecting to fail. <laughs> and, um, and, and what I was just, if you remember any tool at all, use that one. That's all you have to do. If you remember any tool, just use that one. Yeah. Like, what else is possible? <laughs> How does it get any Okay, better? I did want to touch on one more thing. I don't know why, okay. but I have, this has to come out of my mouth and I have energetic Tourette's. So there's something here. So I want to talk about, um, real quick before we go, like projections and expectations in terms of relationships has probably been my... my <gasps> yeah! I'm okay, I'm okay. How's it getting better than this? Hey, listen, y'all should come and join us for a book club. We can throw up every morning. It'll be a good time. So I don't know where I want to go with this. Um, I think, I guess this is a tool I want to give people. Okay. Um, is that, I don't know where. So this is a whole, okay. Where are we going? I know, I don't know. First of all, are you doing it? I would look at your relationship. Am I doing what? No, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So look at, so, so with John in particular, projections and expectations and changing them has been probably one of my biggest things, like actually going, what am I trying to create with like projecting that he should do this and this and this and expecting and da, da, da. And the one thing that I've had to start to, there's two things. The one thing that's two things (laughs) 
<laughs> you count like I do. I do. <laughs> or I count like you do. I don't was, know. Was one acknowledging that I was doing it nonstop, almost 24 seven. Like when we were having, we were having a lot of difficulty in the early days. And it was a result of like, I have these fucking projections and expectations of him financially, sexually, all the ways. And I started having to, having to, hey, <laughs> having to look at that I was, one, that I was doing it. And two, was it creating what I wanted to create? Like that was just, so big. Oh. I have to ask myself that all the time. It's one of the tools I use with myself. Is this creating what I, what I'm trying to create? Is it? And but, it was. And it's always no. It's always so no. That, it's always no. It's never been yes. No. It's always. Uh, otherwise, like I probably wouldn't. It, otherwise, I probably wouldn't be asking myself. That's probably why. There was, no, like, there was no ease, joy, and glory. Is that, this what I actually want to create? No. No. It didn't create more sex. It didn't create more fun. It didn't create more ease. It didn't create like no argue. It didn't create fucking anything. And so I had to like continually keep inviting myself to that question. Like, is this what I want to create here? But the first part was acknowledging that I was creating it. That was huge. That was like, you know, I'm projecting and expecting and I'm creating this thing that's creating this difficulty, which was kind of a bitch. <laughs> kind of, you know, uh, right. Is this actually what I want to create? I'm like, wow, no. So what can I choose that would create something different? And that whole process of like acknowledging and then asking yourself if that's what you want to create and then choosing something different is like that kind of- We're not. But see, this is to me the gift of, this is this is the gift of letting go of all of that judgment is that then it goes, is this creating what I want to create? No, that's funny. Meaning like, okay, is it something I would like to change? I think we even have expectations that we should want to change it. Totally. Yeah. What if, we, totally. I mean, what if we just had fun? What if we just started laughing every time we did stuff that doesn't work? We're like, bah, bah, I just chose that. It doesn't. Yes, that. Just like that. <laughs> is that, is that, do, is that what you'd like to create with, you know, like, is that working? Is that working to create the life and living that you And like? that, literally, there have been times, I mean, his, his, him and I have been a massive playground for this, but there have been times where we'll both just sit in our stuff and look at each other and be like, just give me a minute. I'm busy being unhappy, you know? One of the, I had a boyfriend one time that was so, like, so brilliant. I was, I was having one of those days where I was just like, and there was nothing he could say, you know, when you're in the middle of this, right. You know it because no matter what somebody says, you don't want it to be better. You're like, that was the thing that I could have just changed right then. I I chose not to, I didn't want to, I didn't (laughs) like, I'm not in the mood to not be grumpy. Yeah. So anyway, so I was in one of those moods. And so he was like, well, ugh. And we were going out somewhere. So that was going to make for a fun evening, right? Like she's in bitch mode and we're going waitress is all I'm saying. Like going to be not fun. No, she'll, she'll be, and I'm talking about me when I say she, uh, she'll be really nice to the waiters and waitresses. And the second that they're gone, she's going to be a bitch again. (laughs) So, um, anyway, as we're walking out the door, he looks I had a mailbox on the wall. I was in a brownstone. He looks at the mailbox and he goes, what is that? And I'm like, you know, it's the mailbox. What? He goes, oh, I bet you could put your attitude in there. (laughs) I bet you could put your attitude in there. (laughs) And in that moment, it changed everything. But 
part of part of that we can be that with ourselves that not like if you expect you to change you won't because it'll yeah. just piss you off that you're wrong again that you should be different you'll be shooting all over you'll yourself just tell yourself to fuck off and say yeah that. you're like oh i'm so tired of being wrong all the time fine but um when when you open the when you do that thing of actually sort of being in allowance and at the same time also like creating the situation where you can change it that's mm-hmm. all that was it was the breaking the pattern so all the questions that we'll ask and all the questions that the book asks are all about breaking the pattern of the upset mm-hmm. breaking yeah. the pattern of the things that you think are wrong with you breaking the pattern of you know your thought processes and your emotional you know cycles and all of that other kind of stuff and when you break that cycle you have a moment of choice that you've never had before yeah and the coolest thing about that is like the more you you choose to break those patterns the, the longer that gap gets where you have more choice yeah. and you have more choice and you have more choice and then all of a sudden one day you're like oh yeah maybe i will choose something else <laughs> <laughs> But you can put gratitude in there. (laughs) Okay, we got to go because otherwise we can talk all day. Uh, And um, we're doing a free call if you guys want to come. We're uh, kicking off this book club in free Zoom style. So we're going to be live with you on Zoom on Friday. I'll make sure that you put the, I'll put the registration link somewhere in the comments if you want to come. You can expect the call to be free. <laughs> and that is all you can expect. <laughs> any other expectations, we're going to pock and pad that shit. <laughs> Actually, you can do whatever you want. Just come and play. And, yeah. uh, and- oh, also, please send us your favorite quotes from the book. If you already have the book, please send us your favorite quotes. Yes, put them on this thread and we will- Or the ones that are torturing you the most. It doesn't matter. We'll tattoo them on our backside. (laughs) How did it get any better than that? (laughs) All right. If you guys like this, would you share it? And uh, and we will see- If you didn't torture somebody with it. Torture somebody. Send it to your boyfriend. Tell him this is for him. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. We'll see you guys later. (laughs) Thank you.